0: because i was in that state i was able to experience this this beautiful being in all that he was in all the pain in all of the anger in all the sadness i was in a state of pure bliss and joy because of it because i was acknowledging at the deepest of levels that this is what it means to be human this is what it means to be in a state of not emotional love but beingness of love Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful beings, to another episode of the cosmic love antenna this is your weekly installment of your inner connection to your outer expression where i your host harrison set the intention of pulling back the layers restricting health alignment and love and today you found yourself once again on a solo sode with just me here early morning here in australia recording an episode for you but a bonus Q and A episode. The I think it's the third one I've done now, strictly with just your questions, your concerns, the things on your beautiful hearts. And today I'm going to break some of these powerful queries and questions that you have down, right, in all the ways, and go deep, deeply into the the different areas that they dive into. And I'm excited to move through this with you today before i get into it as always remember that if you get some value out of this beautiful conversation today you can share it with a loved one that you know when you get to share this episode it helps us build this show so think of someone a friend a family member someone that you're connected to that can really get value out of this kind of conversation remember we are used to what we are used to and we don't know what we don't know so who knows what will happen when you share these episodes, much like the same thing when you leave reviews, when you leave reviews on Apple or Spotify, you expand this show as well. But don't forget that now you can join the Cosmic Love Antenna Facebook group to join more of a tribe and family around this ever-expanding platform and, and conversation. All right, let's get into it. I want to give an overview of some of the topics I'm going to hit today, because remember, I really want to... I really value your time here on the podcast. I know that we live in a world where there's so many things to be doing all the time. So I want to let you know what is ahead. I'm going to be talking about here today. I'm going to be talking about soulmates and attracting love. I'm going to be talking about my deepest experience of that love word, overcoming negative thoughts, a third eye deep dive, getting into the feeling of the heart and a bit more. So with that, that's what... That is what is ahead with the show. Finally, as we get into it now, I want to repeat and read out a loving review. I like to do these on these solo shows as well because what it does is it highlights you, right? This is a beautiful dance that we do together on on this show, on this podcast. And one of the ways you dance back with me is by leaving reviews and leaving your feedback on Apple and Spotify. This is from the beautiful Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann says, heart-centered, as a heart-centered host, Harrison creates a safe space to co-create a loving experience for the listeners. It was such a powerful experience to be able to speak and be a guest on this show. Lisa Ann is an upcoming shamanic amplifier, so definitely be on the lookout for that beautiful, amazing episode. All right, with all that foundation, with all that preamble for this show let's get into your beautiful questions and your beautiful queries here today all right so the first question here is from the majestic ebony and ebony asks very simply soulmates twin flames all the goodness can you break this down for me so the soulmate conversation and I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna lump them together, soulmates and twin flames. Depending on who you talk to, there is a difference. But just to make this simple, I'm gonna explain this from my perspective, as always, my lens, my experience. And I'm gonna lump them together. And where I want to start is an understanding, a little bit of an understanding of the soul's journey, how the soul moves from. The oneness from God, from divine to you as the beautiful expression that you are in this moment listening to this episode. The reason that we need to understand this is because this helps us understand what a soulmate is. We can either theoretically understand or maybe even embody this idea that we are all from one source. Okay, that source for you is. God, Allah, Divine, the quantum field, the universe, whatever your name is for it, the thing that it all has in common, they all have in common, is oneness, is a one source. From that one source, we then expand outwards. I would call it God breathes out, breathes out in groups, right? Starts as a, as a, Divine source group then moves into a monadic group. Monadic just means unity, and then moves into an, an higher self group or an oversouling group, another name for it. And then each oversouling group moves into unique soul expressions. So, without going into the deep end of all of that here today, what this shows is that we are all part of collectives, we're all part of different groups or soul families. How this connects to a soul mate or a twin flame is that we all have these groups. We all have these aspects, these parts of our oversouling or higher self group, or our monadic group, or our divine self, divine source group. When we're talking about a soul mate, a soul mate is a remembering of a fraction of you let me say that again a soulmate is a remembering of a fraction of you you are one soul expression the soulmate is another soul expression of your bigger group or collective the reason that this is important the reason that this understanding can help you with the soulmate is that this connection is inside of you already this connection is there waiting to be pulled back and dived into. So it's less of a, and I say this because myself included for a while, a lot of people are looking and searching and moving outside of themselves, doing all of this work to make it happen or to track down <laughs> this beautiful being that is your soulmate. And it's really the opposite. It's an inward journey. When we go through the layers of self that bring us back to our center, a side effect of that is attracting soulmate or soulmates, plural. So that's a very important understanding let's let's take this in a more actionable way so with that understanding that you have to go inwards to attract the soulmate that you deserve how can you funnel this just through the sort of romantic lens that i'm sure most people view a soulmate through well now what you can do is you can start taking it, taking action and manifesting a soulmate much like you would manifest money or manifest you know, a business or manifest a, a item that you wish it's because it's the same thing. It's coming from the same source. It's coming from the same inner exploration. So just like you would manifest a holiday or manifest business opportunities, let's do the same thing with a soulmate, right? Uh, one of the ways that I practice this is through Mr. Yogananda's soulmate prayer. I would highly recommend people look into this, look into Yogananda's soulmate prayer. But it goes as follows. Bless me that I choose my perfect soul companion according to the laws of perfect soul union. Bless me, that I, bless me that I choose my perfect soul companion according to the rules of perfect soul union. With this, you're also placing your hands on your heart, on your soul. And then after you repeat that very quick little affirmation and prayer, you then state... What you are bringing to the relationship. Right? This is very important because why, what is the soulmate? As I just explained, the soulmate is a fraction of you. So if you bring yourself fully to the partnership, to the relationship, now you're asking the universe or this other part of your soul family to show up. You've showed up fully, you've completed your part of the equation, and now. You are asking the other expression to do the same. So after repeating that little affirmation, then you say, "What are you bringing?" Right. So, for example, I would say, "I am bringing what I'm bringing to the relationship is a is a, is someone who has his own business, has his own business, and is financially stable. I'm bringing to the relationship someone who prioritizes his spiritual health and his spiritual gifts. I'm bringing to the relationship someone who prioritizes his physical." Stability and his physical well-being. I'm bringing to the relationship someone that enjoys nutritional sustenance and filling his body full of vital organic food on a day-to-day basis. Right? These are just experiences, examples from my life. But ask yourself, what do you want to be reflected in the thing that you are attracting? That is what you bring after the prayer, after the affirmation. Say that list. It could be as short or as little as you desire. And this is how you attract and you bring in that soulmate. Hope that helps. Hope that gives a bit of clarity around that. And uh, it's something that I'm currently working on myself. So let me know how that goes, beautiful being. All right, let's move it on to the next question here. The next question is from the powerful Damien. And Damien asks... What has been your greatest realization in life for the connection to love? Does that make sense? What is the event so I can hopefully tune in and listen to it? Thank you for the question, Damien. And um, I had to dive into this one a little bit and really sit with, because there's been a few, but I wanted to leave one that was really impactful. So the one that comes to mind is as follows. Again, just to set a preamble here for this, for this uh, story and experience, I see love on this podcast. This is one of the intentions of the podcast to ex- to help people come back to remembering that love is God, or love is oneness. Okay, so love is love is unconditional in nature. Love is God. Love is source. Love is divine. Love is all that is. I. Came to this remembering and a deeper realization of this in a few different experiences. But the one I'm going to share today was actually during a uh, a ceremony that I participated in with some beautiful medicines. And this was a group ceremony, and we were all sitting with a particular medicine. And we were in a a collective all sitting down, moving through both an individual experience and a collective experience together and during this it was it went for a good good six seven eight hours the experience during this experience, a lot of things occurred but one of the one of the moments that I'll never forget and connects to this realization of love for me was I was lying down, moving through my, my own steps, my own in escape, And I was having, I was having the opportunity to connect to someone that was next to me. And depending on the type of ceremony you move through, the type of medicine that you take, For a lot of people, these kinds of situations, they bring up a lot of shadows, they bring up a lot of trauma, they bring up a lot of past pain to move through. And as I was sitting there next to this being, moving through his journey, a lot of pain was very evidently coming up. And due to this pain, and from what I could assume was a lot of trauma in this person's past, he was he was screaming, he was screaming, he was, he was, there was a lot of, from the outside, you could perceive it as a lot of agonizing sounds of pain, anguish, sadness, uh, guilt, shame, even anger. And I was lying quite close to him and again, moving through my own journey. But at this point I was very, instead of at the point where i was sort of focusing on my inward experience i was now at a point coincidentally where i was looking outwards at the collective of people around me and what what proceeded to happen as i was tuning into this moment of pain this this beautiful being was moving through was that i noticed i was crying i was noticing that as i was listening to this, this man moving through his pain, moving through a release of deep wounds, deep emotion. I was crying for him, but I wasn't, I wasn't just crying. I was also smiling and I couldn't, I couldn't hold back the smile. I couldn't hold back the feelings of joy and happiness that I was deeply embodying through my, through my body, through my, through my experience at that point. And as he continued to release the anger, the sadness, the tears, the guilt, the shame, the sounds, I would cry even more and I would smile even more. And I reflected very deeply on this experience, both the day after and since then. And now in this moment and what I acknowledged and recognized was the beauty in his pain was the, was this moment of pure expression, pure humanness, pure experience because what, what did I just sort of set as the foundation of this question? I said that God is love, but God isn't just love. God is unconditional love. God is all of the things that we experience in this life because God wants all of it. God wants to experience the spectrum of not just happy and, and pleasurable and joyous, but God wants to experience the pain, the anger, the sadness, the guilt, the shame, because that is unconditional. right? We accept people. We, we take people with unconditional love in all that they are. I am all that I am in each moment, including the parts, the shadows, the pain, the traumas. The challenges. So for me in that moment, just to sort of summarize here, as I was in this state of ego dissolution through the medicine I was on, so the ego wasn't there to break all this down, wasn't here to, when you take certain medicines, what they tend to do is that they turn off the default mode network. And what that means is that it turns off the ego. It turns off the space inside of us that adds stories, that adds, that adds perspectives, beliefs around the things we should or shouldn't be feeling or experiencing because i was in that state i was able to experience this this beautiful being in all that he was in all the pain in all of the anger and all of the sadness i was in a state of pure bliss and joy because of it because i was acknowledging at the deepest of levels that this is what it means to be human this is what it means to be in a state of not emotional love but beingness of love And that was all I could see in that moment. And I'll never forget it. So that's what comes up for me, Damien, when you ask that question. And it's also one of the reasons that I do the work that I do, why this podcast exists. And I'm always asking the question now, where else can I see that kind of love? Where else can I embody and, and get to move through that kind of love again? So I hope that answers your query, my beautiful friend. Moving on, the next question is from the mystical Marlin. Marlin asks, no matter how much healing I've done, negative, random, often disturbing thoughts from my past or imagined pop into my head at random times. Like when I'm happy, content, waking up, it's hard to understand why I want to be at peace because it's my my natural state of being, but it's like my brain sabotages what my soul and heart wants. Do you have personal experience with this? And what do you recommend so I can help myself? Thank you, beautiful Marlon, for the powerful question. And yes, I have experience and solutions for you. So the first thing, and give a bit of education here around what is going on, we have we are a multidimensional, multilayered light being of different energy bodies. And much like we have a physical body, physical energy body, we have a mental energy body, we have an emotional energy body, we have a soul energy body, we have a genetic, a DNA energy body, and there's a few more higher ones. But the point that I'm making and why I'm explaining this is that You have different, much like like your chakras, you have different energy bodies that hold different types of energy, different types of aspects and elements that we need to break down. What this helps us understand is that within these different energy bodies, we have aspects, we have shadows, we have trauma, we have belief systems. That if, if they go unchecked, we can not only be triggered by them, but we can become identified by them. When these parts, so for example, within the mental energy body, which is, it sounds like this is what it's talking, what you're alluding to here, Marlon, we have a lot of beliefs and thoughts that if we're not mindful of, we can either become identified by them, Right so stories of i'm not good enough i'm not worthy self sabotaging like you just highlighted in your question we can become identified by them we think they we think they are us instead of the soul and the spirit that is behind the energy bodies or worse we can add more to them on a day to day basis think of think of the the mental body as a garden and a garden that is full of things that grow in it. If we're not mindful, like any garden, we can have a lot of weeds that are growing that overtake the garden itself. So it's not, it's not a fact that you're broken. It's not a fact that you're, that you're intrinsically doing something wrong. It's that you need to be aware and mindful of one, which energy body is being activated, and two, if you're getting if you're being identified, getting lost in, and adding more stories to these aspects in separation, to these unresolved trauma elements in separation, to these unresolved negative, negative limiting beliefs that are still in separation. So first step is being mindful, right? Practicing the the, the practice of mindful awareness so we can see when we're in these. See we can see when we can detach from them and then make a step to change. The second step I would say here is remove judgment. Remove judgment of yourself when you do move through these patterns. It's so easy for us to blame and shame ourselves when we are self-sabotaging or we are thinking negatively. And I get a bit of vibe from that with your question, Marlon. Especially when you say, no matter how much healing I've done, I keep falling into this same pattern. Well, first of all, remove the, remove the judgment. Secondly, ask yourself, is it the same pattern? Or is it a deeper layer of the onion? Remember that traumas and aspects and pain from the past, they often come in complexes. They're, they're not just one layer deep. Depending on how long it's been there from your ancestral line, there might be multiple layers that you need to heal and move through. So remove the judgment. The next step, step three, I would, I would, what I would do here is call in and bring in your divine presence. Call in the part of you that is not these thoughts. Call in the part of you that is higher and beyond and deeper than these thoughts, than this energy body. This is your divine presence. This is your soul. This is your higher self. Call that in very practically, right? You could say, I call in my divine presence. This might drop you into the heart. This might detach you from the thoughts, but the point here is to become the observer rather than the thing that is in it. Once we've done this, the last step I would take is invite. So don't just spiritually bypass. This is where people can forget the next and last step, the most important step to take. We could call in that divine presence. We can get to that higher realm and higher experience, but then we don't go back to the thing that caused the negativity, the trauma, the pain, the trigger in the first place. So now go back. Go back with your connection to source, your divine presence, your connection to your heart, your love, and invite the aspect, the negative thought, the trauma, the pain, the trigger, the 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 reacting in a child, the the abandoned or rejected element of yourself and invite it with loving acceptance and forgiveness back into your heart of oneness. So now what we are doing is we're taking that part, that's that element that's in the mental energy body that's in separation, that's causing a trigger, causing the the constant overthinking, causing the disturbance, the negativity, now we're bringing it back into the heart so it can be healed. And when you ask if I have personal experience with this, Marlon, on a day-to-day basis, <laughs> this is what we would call shadow work in many ways, right? I'm constantly, you know, whether it's on Clubhouse, whether it's with family, whether it's with friends, whether it's with on Instagram, I'm always taking note of the triggers and the negative thinking and the thought patterns that disconnects me from my place of contentness and peace. And I see it as a beautiful moment because I see it as, oh, this is more for me to heal. This is more for me to love all that I am. All right. So I hope that helps beautiful being. And I hope that gives a bit of guidance with sort of what to do in this same experience. All right, next question here is from Carla. Carla on Instagram. Carla asks, I sometimes get a fluttering sensation on my third eye. What could this mean? Is this maybe my guides? All right, so good question, Carla. A quick recap of what the third eye does, what it helps us do. The third eye, in most instances, helps us see beyond the physical. Right? It is our, it is our mystical seeing. And it is also the gateway to many of our clear senses, right? Not just our clairvoyance, which is that spiritual seeing, it's also our clear audience, our clear gustus, our taste, our, uh, our clear feeling, our clear sentience, our clear empathy, all the clear senses. So with that understanding, with this fluttering, Carla, I want you to ask these three very important questions to start narrowing down what this third eye sensation could mean for you. Because I could give you very generic things here, but that's not the right answer. The right answer is your unique expression. Your third eye is going to give you signs, give you symptoms based off your unique individualized path. So we we must learn to use the tools that optimize and enhance that path. the questions i would ask is when where and why when where and why when does that third eye flutter does it flutter when you're in your business does it flutter when you talk to your dad does it flutter when you are around friends does it flutter when you're on clubhouse this is going to give you a very specific clue where does it flutter so not just throughout the day but again location wise different settings different places different spaces will bring up more attention and finally why ask why is the is the third eye giving you this sensation not just what is going on not just what it's connected to but what is the deeper meaning here why right now maybe based off some relationship challenge maybe based off a transition in your business maybe based off some health elements that you're moving through, your third eye is going to connect to that as well. Ask yourself, what am I not seeing? Very important with the third eye. Ask yourself what part of me is being supported by me not seeing. So not just not just asking, what am I not seeing, asking what part is is staying alive or staying in the focus or staying in the emphasis? by me not seeing something, because that's when your third eye is going to flutter. It's going to get your attention, right? Because it helps you see beyond the physical. So we have to ask ourselves, remember going back to what I was saying before with the thought patterns and the beliefs, there are parts, aspects inside of us that are still in separation that are supporting resistance, right? Supporting separation because for a long time, those aspects, they served a purpose in separation. Right, if I have an aspect, for example, that is around abandonment, but that aspect, a story was created due to that abandonment. That if my in this state of rejection of abandonment, I'm now safe, right? Or or it was connected to my attachment style. I I this wound of abandonment or this wound of rejection is also connected to my attachment style to my caregivers, even though it's not secure. Then there might be some stories around this, that are supporting it, staying in separation. So the point here is with your third eye, when it flutters, don't just ask, what am I not seeing? Ask that which you are not seeing that is supporting the existence of something that may not be serving you. That's a big one. Right, and this is again, goes back to shadow work, goes back to those aspects, the karma, the trauma from the past. Finally, going back to the guide piece, Instead of asking me the question, beautiful Carla, is this a guide? Is this my guides? Do you know who's even better to ask about your guides? Your guides. <laughs> Our, and the reason I say this is your, your spirit team, your guides, your ancestors, your angels, your you know, extraterrestrial family, your starseed family, These are they're always around you. What is different is your ability to be open to receive and ask and connect to them. So what I would say here is take the step and just ask in that moment that the third eye flutters, ask your guides. Are you trying to give me a message? What do I need to know? What do I need to do? And then be open to the answer. Allow it to move through you. Have an open-ended intention rather than a closed-minded expectation. This is where some answers will come up as well. All right. I hope that gives some guidance, my beautiful friend. Let's move on to the next one here. The next one is from Ashton again. Ashton is a recurring question requester here on these podcast and So I love it. Thank you, Ashton, for always being a beautiful supporter of this platform. The question is. Tell me how the right side of the brain is more linked to the spiritual spirituality and our intuition, and our left side of the brain is more connected to our logical and ego and earth-anchored body. Do people who find a balance have a different experience than people who just activate their right side and solely focus on that, on that piece? So good question, my beautiful friend. So the short answer to this question is yes. <laughs> yes to, is there a different experience with someone who only activates one side of the brain or one side of our beingness? I would actually say this goes beyond a brain element, the left and the right side of the brain. I would actually say this connects to the yin and the yang and the divine masculine and divine feminine. That's what connects. That's what really the, the right side of the brain being that intuitive, spiritual, and that left side being the logic, uh, masculine, right? There is a feminine and masculine divine energy within inside of us that connects to these. So I'll, I'll use those interchangeably here. But put very simply, let's say that we are in only the left logic space. Then what we become is a closed system. What we become a system that is not open and is not leaning into what I was just talking about before, the intentional, intuitive, flowing, faith-based side of our being. Because if we are only in our logical thinking mind, we are probably spending a lot of time, plot twist here, thinking, right? Based off our thoughts, based off our beliefs, Right, our beliefs are thoughts that we keep thinking. And inherently, a belief system which we stay within is closed. So, just by the nature of that definition, if we are only in our left logic thinking state, we are closed. We are closed to what we know. And what we know is what serves us. And that might, that might serve us in the short term. But I'm sure, as many of you listening realize, it is always also the unknown, the unexpected. The mystical spiritual expanse outside of the unknown, outside of the known into the unknown that gives us answers, gives us, helps us heal, helps us step into the beyond, into our potential. I would also say, though, that there are challenges by being only in the right side, right? Only being in that intuitive, open, in that unknown state. Because if we're only in that intuitive, open, unknown state, then I would equate this to many people who ask me about spiritual awakening and the spiritual journey. This is what people fall into, the trap of only going to the spiritual heights, only going to the intuitive, floaty, mystical, starry heights, which are beautiful and we need to be there. But then they lose their groundedness, they lose their footing. They become anxious. They, become, they have all of these thoughts, all of these expressions, all of these creative ideas, but none are being acted on. None are being fully embodied. None are being expressed. So this is where the logical left brain can come in, the masculine can come in to take action, to bring structure, to bring those thoughts and belief systems that to a degree can serve us when we have a balance, when we, when we go to the unknown, when we hit those creative elements, we have those intuitive insights. Now we use the logic, the thinking, the beautiful education that we have to bring them into existence, right? to embody them, to ground them, to take a step forward. That is what we want. We want the balance here. When someone is in the middle ground, they are equally creative, intuitive, getting ideas and embodying, manifesting, taking inspired action and repeating. You can see how this is the optimal state, right? This would be the sort of flow state that then embodies itself through our actions, our deeds, our expressions, our business, our family, our relationships, our health. So I'd be very mindful of this. And ask yourself where are you more one than the other? Where can you come back to equilibrium? And it's just to give an interesting example of this, our body, our body naturally wants us to be in that state, just so you know, in many ways, but just to give one example here that many many people might be unaware of. Our nostrils, our nose, right our the right nostrils connected to the left side of the brain. The left nostril connect to the right side of the brain and breathing in through one and the other connects to one or the other side, right? This is where the the, the nose breathing technique of Nadi Shodhana in, in in yoga or alternative nostril breathing is very powerful. Right? When we breathe in, close the right nostril, breathe into the left, hold it, breathe out through the right, and then breathe into the right, close the left, and then breathe out through the left alternative nostril breathing why does that work it's because each nostril is connected to the other side of the brain but the cool thing is that throughout the day our body is automatically autonomically and in the background filtering air through both of these different nostrils at different stages you'll notice it throughout your day you might have one blocked more than the other this is why. It's because our body innately wants to be in that balanced state and it's mindful of where it's too much, where you're too much in that sympathetic versus parasympathetic, or you're too much in that parasympathetic versus, versus sympathetic. So I hope that gives a bit of answer, a bit of deeper clarity. Beautiful, Ashton. And with that, I'm going to flow on here to our last question from the powerful Katie. And this is a. Good one, because it, uh, I feel a lot of people move into this, myself included. And the question is, hi, Harrison, I can't tell or feel anything in my body. So I don't know what you mean when you say drop down into your heart space in my body. So good question. And just for people that maybe haven't heard me say this, I speak to this a lot. You know, the longest journey we'll ever take is from the head to the heart. And when we want to get out of that thinking mental body or that or that energy body, like I was speaking about before, one of the ways we can start to do this is dropping into the heart. But what if you're in Katie's situation where you don't feel the body and you can't you can't feel that dropping, that sensation into the heart space? Well, first thing I would say is I would ask if you're taking any kind of medications. And I'm not here to say stop any medications that you're taking, but often with pharmaceutical prescriptions, many of the side effects of certain antidepressants, certain uh, gut, gut healing medications are a numbing effect. So I would work with your doctor, your practitioner, if this is something you're on and ask about this, because this is a side effect of, of not being able to feel into the body. But let's say that's not a challenge. What I would encourage you to do, Katie, is go back to listen to my episode between where I talked about the difference between thinking, feeling, sensing, and intuiting. And the reason this is important to your question is just because we can't feel our dropping into the heart doesn't mean we can't drop into the heart in other ways. And what I would encourage you to do, Katie, is visualize the dropping into the heart even if you can't feel it, I want you to visualize what it looks like to be in that heart space. Remember that where our thoughts go, energy flows. Our power of visualization, this is why I do so much work around this with clients, that people who come to see me, is is beyond powerful, right? When we can visualize dropping into the heart and what our heart looks like, what our heart feels like, it's just as powerful as if we could actually feel it. And often what happens is the feeling comes as a side effect of the visualization. So imagine it, right? Imagine light, imagine warmth, imagine actually I, I, what I do is I imagine my spirit, my energy body or a little version of me actually dropping into that heart right? and being in something I call the heart temple. That's what does that look like to be in your heart temple. Allow yourself to visualize, be creative. Another element here to be be mindful of in terms of not being able to feel the body and, and go inwards is you might be in a hyper fight or flight response due to trauma, due to pain from the past, due to stress, which most of us are in. So we must realize that before we can start going inwards, we need to make ourselves feel safe. We need to move out of that fight or flight into that rest and digest. So cultivate an environment, cultivate mothering yourself, cultivate making yourself feel safe before you take that step to feel the heart, to feel the healing, to feel the deeper expressions of self. Because when you can do this, now you're reparenting right now, you're, Giving yourself the beautiful opportunity to feel safe enough to do the work that needs to be done. Right. And if you can't do this, this is where another person comes in. (laughs) This is where a powerful coach, a doctor, a therapist, someone that you feel called to can create the container for you to feel, for you to visualize, for you to do the healing. Right. The amount of times that I've had clients come to me and they say, I can't visualize. I can't meditate, I can't see the things, but then when I create the container for them to feel safe, to feel supported, to feel seen, to feel energized, then they start experiencing, then they start seeing, then they start feeling, then they start releasing and expressing and healing. Right. So do not underestimate the power of holding space for someone else and what that can allow you to do. You're not broken. You're not something that needs to be fixed. You just need to remember what you are and sometimes this can be reflected through the love of another. Hope that helps beautiful Katie and with that that's all the questions i have today in this short little bonus q and a episode. Hope that brought you some clarity, brought you some insight, powerful beings. Uh thank you for asking your beautiful questions. I'll be back in probably another month's time for another q and a. So what you can do is if you enjoyed this quick bonus q and a today, you can you can Add your questions to me via Instagram. You can also leave them in reviews on Apple and Spotify. I would love to have your feedback and your questions for future episodes. I would also recommend try out some of the things I talked about today and let me know how they go. Right, reach out to me. I'm always open to hearing how not just this podcast impacts you, but the, the lessons that you've learned and how it's changed and impacted your life. Right, to so take action. Don't just listen to what I'm saying, but take action right share this episode if you've got some value with someone that can also take action with you family friends or lovers and if you're realizing that these things resonate but you still need support right you can't do this yourself like i was just saying with katie then realize one you don't have to but two you deserve to seek support you deserve to seek your reflection of love in another so that is where i can come in reach out to me if you want to do some coaching and i can walk you back home to your loving light Right, I can help you as a spiritual being that you are move through emotional baggage, move through trauma, move through this inner disconnection so you can come back to the truth of what you are. So reach out to me, DM on Instagram, Clubhouse, emails, all be in the show notes. But until then, beautiful beings, I wish you a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world, and I'll catch you next time here on the podcast and the Cosmic Love Antenna. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R.